0: Welcome back to another episode of Jory Sports Stories. I'm your host, Jory, and on today's episode, we'll be covering week 11 of the NFL. Blowout Central this week, apparently, because six games this week were decided by 10 points or more. Not as much pregame drama throughout the week, but there are plenty of post-game headlines and reactions and plenty of other things that have happened since the games have been played. Follow along as we put some teams on the grill, highlight others, go through Jory's Jacked Up Tears, playoff productions, and we got some Turkeys of the Week in honor of Thanksgiving. Stick around and follow along. And despite it being freezing cold outside, my grill is still hot. And this week especially, I'm gonna grill some teams. Well done for that matter. So, without further ado, we have a Who's on the Grill. Houston, we have several problems. One being Davis Mills. I personally don't think he's it. Yeah, he can make plays with his legs and he's got a strong arm, but the turnovers. The turnovers. And he really doesn't have many pieces around the quarterback either. Minus Brandon Cooks, O.J. Howard, Damian Pierce. Minus that. And Damian Pierce can actually run it quite well. The line doesn't block well. And your defense lets everything score. That's not good. Next on my grill is the Packers. Time has literally ran out this year on the Packers. They're a bad team, period. And it's getting to the point where this is the first time in my life that I can say this, Aaron Rodgers is hurting this team. He was missing throws. I mean, and the coaching might be questionable at times. Yeah, your wide receivers are young and bound to make plenty of decisions, plenty of poor decisions and youthful decisions and everything. And your defense is suspect, suspect and injured. You have eight first round draft picks on that, in that defense. And Jesus Christ, point teams can easily teams can easily. Score 30 points on the back, Packers. Hmm. Weird. But next team that's on the grill, the Rams aren't the same team either. They don't even look competitive around 45% of the time. Your defense is mostly intact from last year. You look to be missing half of the edge that you played with last year. Matthew Stafford has been kind of inconsistent in in and out the lineup. Yeah, he got a strong arm, but y'all are losing football games. And you, we already know what the situation is with running the football in L.A. It's non-existent. You just released a running back, and you had to patch things over with a running back that still isn't doing anything. And your offense has been, pretty much been derailed with the Departure of Cup, even though you do show some sputtering signs of life here and there, you show flashes. We like flashes. Broncos country, let's ride back to your place on the grill where you've been for most of the year. But one thing I want to say. Russ, in my opinion, played better than he has the past few weeks. They did show flashes. They did get to run the ball a little bit. I'm still saying that that Nathaniel Hackett's a deer in the headlights coach, but he gave up the play calling to the OC, and the offense looked a little bit better. Granted, Mr. Fumble, who's no longer a part of the Denver Broncos now, struck again and was promptly waived. I don't know what's next for him. We'll address that later. And we had a drop pass. There was more than... I saw at least two. And the inability to get a game ceiling first down. The Broncos' problems are so many. They have so many. It's like you have a championship defense, but your defense gets tired because they can't stay off the field. Because your offense can't get anything going. That's a bad team as well. And next team, let's talk about the Cardinals. They're definitely in trouble. The big red Cardinals are definitely in trouble. Both the 49ers and the Seahawks are better in that division. And they clearly need Kyler Murray to run that offense efficiently. Minus Kyler Murray, that offense is not creative at all. Even with them, they weren't creative in scoring very much. There's a problem over there. Coaching. One word. And lastly, Zach attack. You just can't say that. Zach Wilson got to grow up. You can't sit there and after that performance and possibly say that you don't feel like you cost your team or you don't feel like you wasted the defense. Nine of 22, 77 yards. Really, bruh? Really? Hot take, he'll be out the league in two two to three years because he has no accountability. And I don't think people. Hmm. I wanna say you make you don't get the second chance to make a first impression, but he's not a rookie. But a bad impression is a lasting impression. No matter it's the first, second, third, or fourth, a bad impression is a lasting impre- impression. And he's gonna have to figure that out because then he he just got benched. Him and another team that I didn't even mention. Him and Davis Mills got benched. I, I at least somebody's listening. Anyway. But that was on the grill. Stay tuned for the next segment, which is Hot Hands and Hot Takes. That was who was on the grill. And now for the commentary known as Hot Hands, Hot Takes. Stay tuned. Uh, My first take. The Eagles are definitely flawed. I mean, let's just put it in perspective. The past few, past two weeks, we've seen them struggle to run the ball and struggle to stop the run. Ladies and gentlemen, that gets you beat. Washington beat them, and and a reinvigorated Colts team hopped on them for thir- three quarters. Early. You've got to clean up the multiple turnovers. We've seen... Two straight weeks of multiple turnovers for the Eagles. And don't start asking Jalen Hurts to throw the ball 40 to 50 times. That's not going to work. Don't press. Just stick to your identity. Stick to your identity. Work out the kinks. A.J. Brown got to start catching the ball. (laughs) More. Better. No more fumbles. Clean it up. Um, originally, I didn't know where to put Baltimore because they're really not going to win very many more games if they don't score more than 13 points. They beat a Panthers team. That's horrible. I'm not giving them an excuse for not running. I'm not giving them an excuse. Let me rephrase that. I am I expected them to run up the score on the, on the Panthers. They're horrible. Your offense needs to improve the efficiency in the red zone. And your defense is starting to click together after struggling to close games. Finally! But can they keep it together? That's the question. My next take. Um, and I pretty much feel like three quarters of everybody agrees. Washington definitely made the right choice by going with Heineke. You got to let him get his confidence up. Now that this team looks fully functional instead of a dysfunctional mess, the team looks good after right now. They just got Chase Young back. They could, they could, if they went out, mm, they could be, they could be an issue. Could be, and if they win. Those are very powerful words. But, next. The Giants' offense absolutely cannot revolve around Daniel Jones' inconsistency. you got to take the ball out of his hands. In minus Saquon and Sterling Shepard and a few others, the offense is lacking and they can't constantly... They can't consistently score how they need to to be competitive because think about it they're in a division where Dallas just put up 40 on the Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles are capable of scoring and if Washington can click they could be capable of scoring a lot of points as well I need the Giants to get better and that's not a not to say Quan Barkley either The Falcons are starting to figure out ways to win. They just need to string together victories and be consistent. But their consistency is starting to improve. Now, I will say this. Marcus Mariota's costly mistakes make fans go on an emotional roller coaster. And what I mean by that, sometimes they like them, sometimes they hate them. Sometimes they want to run the man out out of town, and they just don't understand. Until Atlanta is officially out of the playoffs, you won't be seeing Desmond Ritter get that through your thick skulls. But for what they're trying to instill, Marcus is fitting well for right now. I'm not saying he's going to be the future for the franchise, but he's a good transition quarterback. Let them do his thing. Let them figure this out. It's not going to be perfect the first wing. Chill out. And I've been waiting to say this one. Baker benched Mayfield is a pile of steaming hot magical trash. You're the 31st in QBR. You just, too, you just threw two really dumb picks. You had a QBR of 20.3 versus the Ravens. Literally, and I looked at some of the stats. All of the games that he's played so far, he's had two to three picks in each and every single last one of them. Literally, bottom of the barrel. I don't see what's next for him either. And it's it's worth to note, eventually the Raiders will be fine. And it might not be this year, but they've shown flashes of potential and togetherness that we've expected from this roster and from this locker room. My big take on that to be is to weed out the bad apples and people who really don't want to be there. Build your culture. It's not going to take one day. And, of course, I'm hearing, I'm tired of hearing Rome isn't built in a day. But it do take some time. But I'm not excusing the regression that they shown earlier because it was based off of a few plays and of a few players not making plays and people quitting and not wanting to do stuff. And that's what I'm seeing on the field with them. Prior to this. Because your quarterback and your right receiver are openly. Showing resp- support for McDaniels. The Raiders will be fine eventually. They'll get healthy. They'll be straight. And that Tennessee Titans offense is coming to fruition. Your passing-receiving game is opening up a lot more, which is taking the pressure off the run game. And Trelon Burks and Chig Oconquo. did I pronounce that right? They're going to be problems. They're going to be issues. And then you have NWI, and now you have Derrick Henry involved in the pass-catching game as well. You're keeping defense is honest. And then you tackle on that very physical defense that's very good. Again, watch out. The media needs to start giving that team some more recognition now. Because every time they win a game, it's what did the other team do to lose? Like Jesus Christ. And back to Zach Wilson's thing, what I said about the, um, on the grill. They're all, the Jets are jetting again, but sometimes, this one, it seems a little bit off. They're all young and don't know when to shut up. That's something that I have to learn sometimes. I'm 21. I'm still struggling to learn when to shut up. Zach. They're childish and divided, and their head coach has got to do something, some type of damage control, before this snowballs completely and he loses control of the locker room. There's 53 players. You don't tailor to just one and let him get away with it when he's not playing well. They're younger and they're dumber, but I feel like they'll get over this, especially because they just benched Zach Wilson for that. And this next hot take, it's a little bit personal because I do watch the sports TV and the mainstream media because this is something that I like to do. And almost all the mainstream media Cinderella picks have significant issues. And they haven't really fixed them either. Inability to stop the run, turnovers, being reckless. So stop treating these media darlings like they don't have flaws, Mr. Wrong. And this next take, it's collective because I really don't know what it will take for the Chargers to get it together. At this point. The Chargers will always play second fiddle to the Chiefs. Even when Herbert was swinging it, Eckler was effective. You have both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen back healthy. We need to start looking at their coach Brandon Staley, man, because this team is always underperforming. I fully expect there to be a head coaching vacancy in Los Angeles soon. And... New England's offense is confusing, and they won't go far with it. Mac Jones isn't the entire problem. Their defense is improving, but they can't score. So the whole confusing offense just leads to the inability to score. And back on the Broncos. It's time to come to the conclusion that Nathaniel Hackett has almost no idea what he's doing. And he can't even fake it at this point because this is the way I think about it. You're not calling offensive plays. You're not really doing anything with the defense. You're not on special teams. You're not doing jack squat but clock management and losing games. I mean, your assistance with defense definitely wasn't needed. But all you do is make speeches and a game plan to lose games. What are you doing? But do I feel like the media has been a little bit harsh? Yes. But it's been 12 weeks into the season. This is deserved. And it's not absolutely crazy to hypothesize that Zeke won't be in Dallas much longer. Because bottom line, flat out, clearly Tony Pollard is more explosive. He's more, He has more of a burst, and they use him a lot more anyway. I barely see Zeke. And that Raiders win over the Broncos, they needed that for morale and confidence. Maybe, y'all, the rest of that team will buy in. And with the past few games shaping out the way that they have, I don't think it might not be Philly. It might not be Buffalo. I believe the best two teams of football could be the Chiefs and the 49ers. Cause Shanahan Shanahan got his brain juices flowing. And remember when I said I was gonna address Melvin Gordon again? Well here is here he go. Because I believe that Melvin Gordon's time in the NFL might be over at this point. Because listen to this you have 12 fumbles in three seasons with Denver, and you play a very, you play a position where you have to hang over, you have to hang over, where you have to hang on to the football. Ball security is vital as a running back, that's your lifeline. If you don't have that, you might as well not even have the job. Make it make sense. And that was Hot Hands and Hot Takes. And now we're on the Jory's Jacked Up Tears. Again, some major shuffling within the tears this week because how do you go from... Undisputed heavyweight to clean it up in a span of two weeks. I don't know. Just ask the Eagles. But stick around for Joy's Jacked Up Tears. And first for our Jacked Up Tears, we have the Dungeon Dwellers. These are the worst of the worst. These teams might not even make the playoffs this year. So without further ado, I'll introduce our Dungeon Dwellers. We have the Los Angeles Rams, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Denver Broncos, the Carolina Panthers, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Saints. These teams are horrible, I mean, but, and their records speak for themselves, and that's why they are the way that they are. Next up, still bad, but could be worse. These teams are pretty much, still pretty much toast, but it could be worse. We have the Browns, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, welcome back to the Jets until they figure out what's going on at quarterback, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Colts. And the only reason why the Cardinals are in here is because their division, I don't see them coming out that division, if we're being completely honest, but we'll talk about that later. Now the next tier, clean it up. This is where most of the league is probably going to end up at because... The playoff pictures are still kind of shaping up, but the Falcons, the Giants, the Seahawks, the Lions, the Commanders, Eagles, Vikings, Bills, Ravens, Bears, and Patriots. Now, like I said, this is what this is where I meant where some of these teams last year, last year, last week were in the clear cut heavy hitters i.e. Eagles, Vikings, Bills. But let's see. The Eagles haven't played very well for the past two weeks. The Vikings just lost by 37 to the Cowboys. And the Bills have this thing where they like to be reckless. And Josh Allen has this thing where he likes to turn the ball over. And it has this thing where it costs them games. That's why they need to clean it up. But... Stick it straight out. We're going to go on to clear-cut heavy hitters. And I'm surprised, and I'm actually proud that the Tennessee Titans have made their way to this list. I've been waiting for the day that I can put this team on this list because I see what's going on with this team. I see the potential in this team. The rest of the mainstream media don't see it, and it, quite frankly, it upsets me. But no more ranting. The next team is the Chiefs, the other darlings, the Bengals. They look really good right now. The 49ers, we know what they look like. The Dolphins, and then the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? And I hope I jinx it. I really do. That was Joy's Jacked Up Tears, and stick around for my playoff predictions. All right, let's talk about playoffs. Uh, for a few teams I already got down and out, which you sure already know by the jacked-up tiers. Broncos, Packers, Texans, Jaguars, Panthers, Rams, Steelers, maybe the Browns. Depends on how they do the next few weeks. They're out of it. They're horrible. Barely hanging out. And I don't like putting teams in this because I feel like Well, I'm not even going to say barely hanging on. They're in the hunt. They're playoff caliber. They're playoff contenders. Saints, Bucks, Chargers, Raiders. I feel like the Chargers should be down and out, but I'm going to give them some more hope. Raiders, Cardinals. Cardinals might be down and out. Again, I'll give them another week to redeem themselves. Falcons, Commanders, Bears, Lions, Patriots. Again, it depends on how the season goes. These things, that's what makes it so fun. These things are ranked based off of, this is how I have them, based on how they perform, where I got them at. And definitely, they're going to, they're definitely locks. Titans, Dallas, Chiefs, Bengals, 49ers, Dolphins, Bengals, Bills, Eagles, Vikings, Ravens, I'm going to put them back where they're to barely hanging on because of their record because of how poorly they played earlier. They got to give me some more consistency. Jets, Seahawks. And I feel like we could be looking at... We might be looking at either a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl or a Bills... um, 49ers Super Bowl... Or my down, my down, my deep down secret dark horse who I really want to go to the Super Bowl. We'll reveal that later. But I got a dream Super Bowl matchup that I just really want to happen. One day. One day. And now let's talk about our turkeys of the week. When I mean by turkeys of the week, these really got my attention this week. Whether it's headlines, just dumb stuff, or reoccurring things that kind of finally resulted in a consequence. But in honor of Thanksgiving, we got some turkeys this week. And our first turkey, he's on the he was also on the grill, so he's a grilled turkey is Zach Wilson because no amount of words can really describe about how egregiously stupid that was like that was not smart like you had a performance and you mean to tell sit in front of the New York media and honestly think that it wasn't your fault That you didn't do anything, and then that was all, it was all the wind. And then I read an article or somewhere on Twitter that when they told him he was being benched, he was, Why me? Oh, woe is me. You got a life to live, and everything is not gonna go your way. I am an example of that. But what we're not gonna do, and what I hate when people do, is, Why me? and yet it is emotional but this lack of accountability is this lack of accountability that that he has is going to ruin it it's going to ruin his reputation people are not going to want to play with him because you're a quarterback you need to be held accountable for the stuff that you do especially if you're the most important position on the field My second turkey of the week, Mr. Fumble or Melvin Gordon, who just got released by the Broncos not too long ago. I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday, whatever, but you can't keep expecting. Well, I'll rephrase this. The definition of. Of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting a dis- a different outcome. If you would keep fumbling the football over and over again and expecting not to get cut or waived or released or however many adjectives or synonyms y'all want to use for the exact same Jesus Christ thing. But we'll see where he goes from here. And alcohol on planes. Jesus Christ. Mr. Downing. And Taylor Heineke. Why? Now we. Well this week. Coaches just look bad this week because it's not even just Todd Downing. The dude from Cardinal, the Cardinals just got fired because he was groping a woman in Mexico. He a turkey, too, because now you just lost your job because you couldn't keep your hands to yourself. And rightfully so. Because we don't have any place for that. And then back to another Cardinal who was a Panther, who did all of that to get traded. Robbie Anderson. Where are you, sir? Jesus Christ. That was a disappearing act. A Houdini. Alakazam, Alakazoo, Robbie Anderson, where are you? Jesus Christ. And then my last turkey again, because I'm so disappointed in this team, is the Rams. Now, they laugh like everything okay, but everything's not okay in that locker room, and I know it because they're losing. But Jesus Christ, what a fall from grace. And I keep repeating it because it's like February, like a few months ago, like 11, 10 months ago, you were just on top of the world, having a whole parade and a party and now you look like half the team not even made it. Make it make sense. I hope they enjoyed their turkeys. We've come to the conclusion of another episode and I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to another edition of Jory Sports Stories. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's dive into the action and if you liked what you heard, feel free to share the podcast and grow our audience. And for more, follow us on our all, all of our social medias and stay tuned for next week's edition of Joy Sports Stories. That's for that's all for this week, and I'll see you guys next time.